Ruins can tell us a great deal about the world that came before. It isn't often these days that you see construction get underway for something as magnificent and awe-inspiring as the structures that have been taken by time. These aged vessels are home to stories, accounts, history. Just as we sit in our front rooms playing Scrabble, those ruins house the occupants playing cribbage or something else that sounds old. But it's not just the stones that tell tales, sometimes the stories can be left behind in other ways, like a shadow that remains cast. We can see the history of Furnace Abbey in Barrow from what remains of the post, whether that be bricks, rocks, or the spirits that call it home. Furness Abbey was one of several left abandoned when Henry VIII ordered the dissolution of the monasteries in his quest to rid England of the teachings and rulings of the Catholic Church. Since then, various legends regarding the abbey and what could have been kept there have surfaced. Some say the crown jewels were stored there, others said the Holy Grail, which would have made for a very different Indiana Jones adventure. When the abbey was ultimately destroyed during the Reformation, many believed that whatever treasures and secrets it kept were lost forever. But some things have a way of making themselves seen or heard even when they're deep underground, don't they? In the case of Furness Abbey, monks are constantly on the prowl. Doing what? No one seems to know, they just seem to be monking about. The one monk who has been sighted most has been seen climbing the remnants of a staircase or disappearing into a wall if you ever wondered what a monk got up to in their spare time. There is another monk, not seen as often but certainly seen a lot closer. On New Year's Eve 1980, a local lad, 16 years old, was finishing up a shift and racing home on his bike, hoping to get home in time to celebrate the festivities. He wouldn't normally cycle past the abbey, but it was his quickest way home and time was of the essence, so he went for it. As he stopped at a crossroads to check for traffic, he suddenly spied something in the corner of his eye on the road next to him. Next to him and over him. He looked up and saw a hooded figure on horseback staring back at him. The awning of the hood was pitch black, but it was pointed right at the poor lad. After two seconds that must have seemed like two hours, he swiftly pulled himself together and pedalled like the dickens out of dodge. Since this is the only monk who gets up in people's grills, some have speculated it might be a former abbot of Furness Abbey, Alexander Bank. Bank was elected in 1497 and hailed by many as the next bright spark in the abbot game. He would not live up to expectations. Bank would lord his power and influence over the locals and even the tenants of his own abbey. He would get in tight with the rich and powerful and he would give out money from the abbey's fund to his mates, plunging the post in his trust into trouble. His intimidation tactics did rub one bloke the wrong way though, and that was the Earl of Derby. He was no one to be fecked with. 
Bank pissed him off so much that the Earl gathered an army of 2,000 and attacked the Abbey, forcing Bank, along with many treasures of the Abbey, to flee to London. In his absence, he was removed from power. That wouldn't be the end of him, though. Two years later, he was restored to power at Furness Abbey due to his friendship with some reasonably influential figures named uh, the Pope and uh, Henry VIII before he got mad at Catholicism. Bank remained abbot until he died 15 years later. In that decade and a half, he carried on as he had before, and now many believe he is cursed to haunt the abbey in his death, just as he haunted it in life. There's more to be said about that atrocious abbot, but that's another story for another day. There is another suspected monk at the Abbey, and this one is the most popular. Popular in the sense they've had the most pictures of them taken. Call them an attention-seeking ghost if you like, but in 1988, local photographer Roy Chatfield took some photos of the ruins, and when snapping pics of the West Tower, he captured one that would later develop with a shining white figure standing before the ruins. Chatfield insists there was no one there when he took the picture and believed the visage to be the ghost of a monk. If you manage to see that image, it is one of those Hall of Fame worthy ghost photos. Got a lot going for it. Chatfield's mind may have gone monk, but others have gone another direction, and they say the photo shows the White Lady. Nobody really knows who the White Lady is. Like a lot of big-time ghosts, her arrival is prefixed by all the lights going out. That's, that's how you know she's a big deal. Many reckon her to be some sort of guardian of the Abbey, there to watch over the treasures still buried somewhere on the ground. In the past, visitors were warned to avoid entering the Belfry Tower in case the White Lady shut the heavy iron door behind and trap them within. In the late 70s, a man inspecting the ruins passed through the west gate and then turned to find the white lady walking right next to him. He could see right through her and that was enough for him to leg it and never visit the west gate again. He never even went back to Westgate shopping centre either. Another story from a few years earlier tells of a woman being blinded by a light in her rear view mirror only to find that it was the white lady hitching a lift in the back seat. So it appears she throws folk off the scent as well. She lurks everywhere. Just because she frequents the Belfry doesn't mean the treasure's there. Just because she pops by the Westgate doesn't mean the treasure's there. And just because she turns up in that woman's back seat doesn't mean the treasure's there. But there are those that say she isn't a guardian at all. Just a ghost still searching for her own treasure. Not gold or jewels, but love. After the abbey had become a ruin, the daughter of a local trader fell in love with the daughter of the trader's rival. The two had to keep their relationship a secret and so met at the ruins under cover of night. But one night, the trader's daughter turned up and her love did not. She spent the night searching and returned the next night to do the same and would continue to do so every day to no avail. 
unbeknownst to the trader's daughter, her love was gone, lost at sea and never found. Today, there is a path in the grounds known as the Lady's Walk, which is said to be the route used to search for her love. This path and many others are the ones trodden by the ghosts of Furness Abbey. In fact, you'd be hard pushed to find a path without a ghost attached. But not all ghosts are bad, and maybe these are the monks spending time in a place they called home now, after it was cruelly ripped away from them in life. You go for it, monks. Live your best death. Cheers for listening to episode 2 of season 2 of the Folklore of Cumbria cast. I'd like to thank my sources, the blog sites Dark Tales and Furnace Hidden Heritage, as well as the English Heritage website. For the music, it's obviously a silvermansound.com job, so cheers there. And thank you, once again, for listening. Ruins are a remarkable sight on today's modern landscape. Seeing any can conjure fantastical thoughts. Furness Abbey is no different, and the current inhabitants play their part in making that so. If you find yourself driving past, ignore the monk on horseback. He's a knob. But if a shining white lady invites herself to be your hitchhiker, don't worry, she's one of the good ones. Wap your shades on and let her know that she doesn't need her dad's approval anymore because she's dead. I mean, you might have to break that to her. Good night.